0: This is React Podcast. I'm Chantastic. This week, Joel Hooks tells us the history of Egghead. We talk about doing the work, the overrated role of passion, the power of a grudge, and building yourself into your own boss. Everyone can use expert help. Infinite Red wants to help you with your React and React Native apps. Whether that be to finish, fix, or make them flourish, Infinite Red is on your side to assist with your vision. They've compassionately helped tens of thousands of developers through open source and their annual React Native conference, Chain React. Get the help you need and two free tickets to Chain React in 2021 when you start a new project. Referrals count too visit reactpodcast.infinite.red and with their help build a beautiful functional app today Joel welcome to react podcast hi Michael how's it going dude it's good to have you on the show like I we, we've talked kind of in private before like just kind mm-hmm. of you know met online when I started doing an egghead course um, but it's good to have you on react podcast
1: yeah it's good to be here thanks for thanks for the invite
0: so I, today I kind of just want to get a sense of, I think like over the last maybe like four years of kind of getting my head around Egghead and like what it does and like why it's going the way that it is, um, was kind of like unraveling like you as, as like this driving force behind it. And I kind of want to just give people a lens into like who you are, kind of how you came to have the like ideals and beliefs that you have about learning and software. And um, yeah, because you're one of the most like frequently mentioned people on this show, and huh. so I thought it was I thought it was time to nice. time to get you on. <laughs> so tell me, what are you? Um. So so how did you get into to to building Egghead?
1: It's a really long story. <laughs> I want to hear it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, it it gets back to like reading a book called uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, years ago in my 20s so maybe 20 years ago uh and and it's this it's this book and it's it's really like more like a parable and and like you can mention it online and people get all mad about it (laughs) sure Um, because he goes in and you know like you'll see like he doesn't even have a rich dad or a poor dad he doesn't have a dad at all like like people just get really into the specifics of this thing but really like what it was and and he talks about real estate is, is his thing but like it gave me the first kind of notion that um you don't necessarily have to like Work a job, right? Like that's not the yeah. only way to make a living over time. And 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 I read that book, and I read like E Myth, and there's a few others kind of in that that same uh, genre of like getting into the idea of entrepreneurship and that sort of thing. And at, at the time, I was uh, a graphic artist. I was doing 3D animation. And you know, like I'd have ideas and and this was like pre-app store, right? Like so it wasn't app ideas. It was just kind of general ideas and, and thinking about making money and and some of them were even software related. And you know, it'd be like, oh, I need a programmer. I get hey, you know, are you a programmer? All right, you wanna <laughs> you wanna make a thing? And you know, it really like wisely, they mostly like will refuse those requests and and like as I would now too, if somebody uh, you know, came, oh, Yo, you know, you go to Thanksgiving and somebody has an app idea and, and it's just you know um. Yeah, I could technically build that, but no, I'm not not going to work on that. Like, and and you know, it's like, and so it, like it, it dawned on me, and I think I, you know, I read Paul Graham or or like Hackers and Painters was a, a big influence on me at the time. Um, and it, and he talks about you know like software and this the the capabilities uh, as a, a a programmer gives you this like whole means of expression and avenue for wealth generation that you honestly can't really get elsewhere. It does you don't you don't have to ask anybody's permission. Uh, the tools are relatively minimal. You don't have to have a lot of capital to really get in there and get started. And not that you don't need capital eventually, but like you can get in there and you can perform and, and like explore ideas and, and, you know, like solutions for people uh, without, you know, needing a bunch of others. And, and for me, like I needed that skill to be able to explore and and express that way. Um, And, and so that's where I kind of started, you know, figuring out how to like be a programmer and, and sat down and like I spent years studying economics and business and uh, marketing and, and all that fun stuff uh, prior to like finally being like, okay, I, I actually have to learn how to program too.
0: Interesting. So programming was kind of like the missing piece for you in terms of being able to generate your own, like to create your own ideas,
1: generate your own income. Yeah, And, and honestly, like a lot of those topics like, like marketing and, and um, economics and, and business are, are almost philosophical. Um, you know, like there, there's sociology and psychology and philosophy and, and kind of like how the world works. Um, Programming is a little different because it rolls all that stuff in. But then there's like the brass tacks, syntax, hard as shit to learn, <laughs> like barrier to entry. That's like this this real struggle to learn and learn yeah. how to do this thing. It's It's hard, right? Like it's not easy. Um, like the, it, it feels like just like you're getting hammered with noise. Um, I tell people it's, it's kind of like being, uh, introduced to the Aphex twin turned all the way up <laughs> and expected to like this music. And if you've never heard the Aphex twin, go pick an album and turn it all the way up Preferably not one of the ambient ones, but like, it, it's challenging, right? Like it's yeah. your brain is like, no, no, you have much better things to do. Go read some philosophy. Go, you know, um, study economics. Like, like do that sort of thing. And and those topics are important. And I I put a lot of weight in, in them as well. But like, it finally got to the point where I wasn't going to make progress, um, and I wasn't going to, I don't know, like even earn enough, right? Like, I I wasn't. I was having to work like two jobs and stuff to 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 make ends meet. So, like, how do I even like get to the point where I can can earn a living? So I I I've, I've been fairly financially motivated. Um, well, for most of my life, like I I just I like the. You know, like I, I like money getting, I like figuring that out. Um I'm not not scared of it. I think it's you know something that that's you know like we have to do to eat and and um and it's a pursuit that 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 I've uh kind of been interested in for a long time.
0: Well I think it's really interesting and I I think some of my favorite people in the field of programming um kind of temper like uh Sandy Metz, she kind of talks about how like like money is the North Star, right? Like, yeah. you know, you have to make money to support the business, to support your lifestyle. Like like so many decisions need to be i guess like held in place by money like you know programming isn't a you know purely like philosophical or you know academic thing like we need to like we're we're doing it for some type of money making or or generation like and so that interests me that that's um some i guess kind of one of your ways into programming yeah i know that that kind of like comes under um I guess scrutiny. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, well, you should only be a programmer if you, uh, you know, if you really care about programming or whatever. Um, like, like, what do
1: you usually say to to that kind of mindset? So I'm not really passionate, um, about programming computers. Uh, I, at some point in my life, I've I've labeled myself as a programmer, and and I'm all right at it. Like, I'm never, I'm not somebody that's going to synthesize a, a new library or, or framework. I'm I'm never like I'm not really in it for new ideas. I'm kind of a person that, that glues things together, and and honestly um passion is, is kind of a double-edged sword um it, it can be great uh but then it can also it can actually be a hindrance and, it, and like for me if I had to, like needed to be really passionate uh to pursue this I, I don't know that I would have have gotten as far um to me versus passion it's like the the idea of getting up and, and just doing the work right like if you really want to learn how to code for instance um you don't have to be passionate about it you just have to keep Going because if you if you stop right like oh I'm just not passionate about this and, I, and you stop then you're you're never going to get there and and it can help right like it can it can be a motivator but but to me um, i have never like, like that isn't my north star and and I think like the financial aspect of it um, across the board and I've done a lot of of surveying of of computer programmers and and why they're in this and and almost always it's it's they want a, a better job. They want to make more money. They want to like have a career. They want to like feed their families and enjoy a life and, and maybe, you know, like take some vacations without having to plan for uh, two years and be able to, you know, right. like, like do that sort of thing. And that's, you know, like uh, that's a big part of why we work. And some people are motivated more than others. Some people want to own the thing and, and do, you know, like do business and, and it's not for everybody either. Like, I don't know. It's like I, I have five children and I, I love my children, but I don't recommend them um Mm. like like i don't recommend necessarily having them unless that's something you're you're interested in and when you you know like you get into business owning a business it's it's very similar right like it's a there's a lot of logistics and things you might not even consider once you 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 know like oh it'd be cool to own my own business and then like at the same time it's it's really also cool to go work in somebody else's business get a steady paycheck yep uh benefits all that that sort of thing is is also so you know like that's that's great and, and fine too. I don't think like the entrepreneurship avenue is necessarily for everybody. Um, or, or even most people, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to come back to the entrepreneurship thing in a second, but, um, kind of like fleshing out, like how you learned, obviously there was no like egghead at the time. So when you're, you're kind of like jumping into programming, like what, uh, was your kind of like first foray into programming and how did you make that decision?
1: I mean, it was books for me. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I tried for years uh-huh. to, uh, it was like c++ and java and, and like all the you know like at the time because this was you know we're we're early 2000s ish um is is when i was trying to do this about 12 13 years ago um and and at the time you know it's like like I, I was trying to figure out everything and and finally i was i, I was a graphic designer and I, I was doing i was working at uh, a major airline in their their training division and i had these uh i worked for programmers um and i would create graphics for them and and i like I was like they kept asking for these repetitive graphics tests and I was like it really feels like there's a program like a programmatic solution for this and he's like why don't you just draw the pictures that I ask you to draw <laughs> and I swear like like that more than anything I swear I went and I picked up a book and I figured it out. I figured out how to do exactly what I was talking about. And and I learned like at the time it was, it was action and we were doing flash work. And I figured out uh, Adobe flex and like two years from that date, I published a book on, on Adobe flex. Like I, I really like on a grudge, like went as deep as I possibly could to show this dude exactly what the fuck was up in terms <laughs> yeah. of, of like this solution. And you know, yeah, tell me to go, go make your graphics and we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and I'll just make an entire career out of proving you wrong. Um, <laughs>
0: I mean grudges are a super powerful thing. Like
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a really good lever. And you know, like I, I wish no ill will on him and and like uh I think about him fondly actually. Um but like you in, in one from the motivation perspective and then also like, you know, Like I was probably being a pain in the ass about the the grass. Oh sure, like like I I mean we're always a little bit of a pain in the ass. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was reading.
0: I can't remember which book it was, but I think it was maybe one of the Kyle, uh, sorry, Cal Newport books. But he was talking about like just the power of grudges, and I think he was using like Michael Jackson's Hall of Fame uh, or uh, induction speech as as kind of a lens into this. How like he had like grudges just going back to like I mean like not making the you know, varsity team as like a sophomore or something like that. And, um, it's just amazing. Like just how, you know, through his whole career, he like that, that was like the driving force to like kind of push him harder.
1: (laughs) I, I have to believe there's like a, there's probably some sort of, of nice thread of evolutionary psychology that goes into, you know, like why, why we are we mo- so motivated by proving to others uh, that we're, we're they are wrong and that we are perfectly capable of of doing the thing that they uh, don't think that we're we're capable of? It's true though. Like and and it you know that that fueled me for it was enough. Um, I don't know. It was like a rocket booster basically. To sure. Me, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't like I was I was more passionate about proving that person wrong than I was about actually learning the thing. And I was like I'm I'm you know I studied and and the job at the time was pretty cool because it, it actually like. I didn't have a lot of work work, so I was able to just like sit there and learn for six months. Yeah, um, almost starved and lost my house uh, in the process <laughs> because it also didn't pay very well. Uh, but like I took that and then you know like left that job and, and kind of like like started started down the road. Like it, it gave me just the the, the forward momentum. Like I, I literally like remember in my head the feeling like almost an audible click when I first like understood what uh, a class was what what uh, what, what <laughs> yeah. classical inheritance and object yeah. orientation was really trying to say beyond like the wheels on the car or the 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 pizza in the oven uh, in in the kitchen you know like examples that that are typically used
0: i mean that's a powerful like a powerful feeling and i feel like uh, i don't know if this is true for you too but i know for me like that is i wanted to create that feeling in others. And that's like kind of the only reason that I, I ever teach is because I know how good that feels when you're like, just really struggling against something. And then all of a sudden you, like you said, feel that like thing where it just clicks into place. You understand it like now and forevermore. And, uh, like there's something so satisfying (laughs) about that
1: feeling. Well, and and it's like all those things, all that time I've spent studying, all that learning that I've done, all that education that I've, I've got since I, you know, in school, after school, um, you know, like since, you know, like, like all of that is, it's mine, right? Like, yeah, that is mine. You can't take that away from me. Um, I, I've earned that and, and I get to use it in, in ways that, that benefit me and others and and that sort of thing, which is, you know, like, it's a, like education is is so powerful. Um, and, and like the acquisition of knowledge, uh, is something that, you know, like, and that ultimately is why egghead makes like a good business, right? Like, and, and, you know, I've, I've learned a program. I'm just kind of like dialing it back to, you know, like where does egghead come into this? Um. So I, I worked as a programmer for for a few years. I got a job. Um. I got a couple book deals. I was a Flash programmer. Um, Adobe killed Flash. Uh, some say Steve did, but um, <laughs> it was really like it was the time, like the the web as a platform. I still miss Flash. It actually still probably like that sort of virtual machine probably still yeah. has, uh, like like a a, a place, but. You know, if we didn't rip the Band-Aid off, then you know we'd be languishing with with kind of platformy wars sure. even beyond yep. the browser stuff. So, like in hindsight, you know that de- the decision in November of 2011 was was a smart one, um, by by Adobe, and their stock has done great since then. Um, yeah, they're so, doing fine. Know, <laughs> yeah, like like as a company, it made business decision. It was it was fantastic. But then I was like, I spent all this time, and I was taking this uh, class called 30 by 500 from Amy Hoy and Alex Hillman. That's wonderful. Uh, and I recommend it's kind of a, a uh, like a bootstrap entrepreneur course that that teaches you kind of like how to build a business incrementally over time in a, in a very sane and and calm fashion. Um, and I was talking like Brennan Dunn was a big inspiration, and Nathan Barry and uh, Patrick McKenzie, also known as Patio Eleven on the internets, was a, a a big influence of mine. And I'm reading all these other sources from you know like taking all the theory that I had got from um you know like like my my previous study in economics and business and and kind of raw marketing books um and and seeing it applied in a way that really resonated with me personally like with my values um how i like to approach things like i don't like i don't really like hustle culture i don't like like manipulative marketing marketing kind of stuff i want to like help people and do it in a way that i can feel good about and at the end of the day um i want you know like like to look back at my day and go oh well we helped some people and and you know we, we get to eat and and you know that, that's great so um that was kind of you know like i was trying to figure out what i was going to do and i was writing like uh, i was into robot legs it was a an action script three framework <laughs> Nice. Um, that was all about uh, actually state management and and like building applications and i'd like evangelize that it was free. It was open source. But I, I like had gone into it, and I was kind of like the the devrel. Um, they were evangelists at the time. Um, I, I kind of evangelized this this framework, and it gave me like a, a career boost. And and you know, kind of like saw some like minor internet celebrity around that um, where I was supporting you know the the author of the framework who didn't want any sort of public recognition. I, I was able to like like push it, and and we we ended up with a, a, a popular product. Um, and I was like so ready to like start marketing it, and I was writing all my stuff and doing my thirty by five hundred. Uh, 500 homework around this framework and then flash got killed and i was like well now i have to learn javascript which i had avoided for you know a previous oh, decade sure. i had never like dhtml right. and jquery were never something i was very interested in uh, but you know so it was like backbone ember or angular at the time yeah. uh, this was this was pre-react um so i i went you know after six months of of what i call dev where i was just like completely sad about the whole thing um i, I went angular and luckily I was working for a consultancy at the time and they had a gig and I didn't know JavaScript or Angular. Uh, and they were like, do you want to like tech lead this Angular project? And I was like, how's the team? <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause like, honestly, like to be to be a tech lead doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like that, that it's more, it's like, a, it was like a, a, basically a technical project manager type sure. position. I, I was contributing, but the architecture and the patterns like design patterns carry over and, and it was fine. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and I was able to, you know, like, like go, and, and switch modes and, and start learning javascript but it really threw me back like in terms of business was that in the
0: like 1.0 days like the angular js days beta
1: yeah that was like right when 1.0 was really like 2012 okay um, may time frame is, is when that got released
0: i feel like that's like around the time that i started getting into angular too or angular as well it was yeah. like right around uh, yeah, it was like kind of Ember had like a like a little bit of legs. They had like pulled mm-hmm. away from uh, what was it Sprout Core? I think was like yeah, right yeah before it. But like you know, I really liked the vision at the time of Angular. This kind of like augmented HTML.
1: Yeah, it was you know Mishko uh, and because yep. he started that in like twenty you know two thousand nine I think is when he started like pushing it out there and um you know it, it was it was good and and you know like in, in a lot of ways like Angular one. Uh, it's still kind of interesting i think the the world's moved on from from that Uh, there's a big part of the world that has not moved on from that particular (laughs) uh (laughs) uh, yeah there's a lot of angular one code still in production um but you know so i did that and i'm like i spent a year like deep into angular working on on large scale projects for like large telecoms and and that sort of thing and and doing like the the uh, technical architect uh role um I don't think that term is used very much anymore either. Architect kind of went out of favor Uh, because it it brings, it conjures uh, visions of design patterns, which nobody likes anymore. Um, (laughs) They still use them, they just don't like to talk about them or or name them anymore. Um, So I did that for like a year. And and finally, you know, I kind of shook it all off and figured, okay, well, um, there was a a great conference that Amy Hoy uh, and Alex Hillman uh, threw around the 30 by 500 community called Bacon Biz. uh, And that uh, I went to, the first one, and it was like a, it was an epiphany moment for me. Um, if you search Bacon Biz Sketch Notes, I actually took a bunch of sketch notes uh, oh, from nice. the thing, and, and it was like uh, something clicked for me. And I took that, and then Brennan Dunn had a consultancy masterclass, and I took those like back to back within weeks of each other. Uh, and and the result was, I, I got out of both of those, and I was like, I need to sell products, so I actually sold my my sketch notes for both of those, like the conference and the classes. Like I put them online and sold them for like ten bucks or whatever, uh, and uh, I made a few hundred off of the Brennan Dunn sketch notes and, and, you know, maybe 80 bucks off of the, the bacon biz ones. But it was like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop messing around. I'm going to sell something online. I'm going to like take something that I made and sell it. yeah Um, so I'm just selling these sketch notes and I was literally like giving them away for free next to the sales button. So it wasn't, you know, like I wasn't trying to profit. I just wanted to like make that leap from not selling stuff to like selling stuff, which is, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, selling stuff is a weird, uh, mental proposition for people. We're not, um, we're not, like trained or raised that way, right? Like the, the, the point of, of most education is not to train you uh, to, to sell your own products or, or be your own boss. It's to, you know, like go work for somebody else and be a job and, and meet deadlines and do that sort of thing. So we're always, I think we're like society, as a society fighting against that. Yep. Uh, and I, I run into people all the time, cause you know, now that I'm in this space that have a really hard time selling me things. So I started selling that, um, started writing a book on Angular. Uh, and then, like was like John Linkquist, um, who's my business partner, was making you know Angular videos, and I was like, "Well, those are pretty cool, and I bet we could sell them." And his were
0: like, I, I think they were on the, the the main site at the time. Like, if you go to a- angularjs.org, like he had like a a couple videos that were like kind of like the showcasing the the primary features, right?
1: yeah yeah he was he was definitely and John and I had uh, you know we were friends before that and and from the internet and the conferences and and uh, robot lakes framework and that sort of thing so we we you know like and he was making cool videos at that time too but sure. like he had you know I think it was 50 or so angular one videos and and like egghead.io existed at the time like you go to the website but it was it was literally just like the the feed from the YouTube API. Um, because all the videos were just on YouTube, and and there was a donation button and that sort of thing, so you could go and and give John donations and and pull them in. And, and it took a, like quite a bit of convincing because he's like, "Oh, I heard YouTube's going to let us monetize, and you know, I might just do that." And I'm like, "Man, just just let me try, John. Like, let me <laughs> let me give this a try, and I'll I'll see what I can do." Um, and and finally, I I convinced him uh, just to take the first first next step, I suppose, uh, and and we did that and uh, packaged those fifty videos and sold them. Um, I think it was 50 bucks and and they people actually bought them so we used his his donate donors list and sent it out there I remember uh Derek Sivers um who is, is like one of my like uh just a virtual mentors he's, a, he's oh like yeah somebody I, I really respect hero. yeah like like hero level cd baby um yep. and then his blog continues to be amazing uh but like he was in the list and and actually like bought the packet right and we were selling them for 50 bucks on gumroad and and Derek bought one and I was just like what uh, couldn't, couldn't believe it, you know? He's like, "Oh, I've, I've loved these videos for a long time," and, and that's how Derek is. He's still building stuff, and, and he's just a, a really nice guy. And um, we made like six thousand bucks. And I was like, "John, like it's an idea." <laughs> um, took a Rails tutorial, uh, Rails app. It's still a tutorial that's it's pretty great because uh, Rails hasn't changed a whole lot uh, in the last six years. Um, it's still a, a great tool, uh, and did this tutorial to build a subscription site that hooks up to Stripe. With devise user authentication, uh, spent two weeks building the site and launched. Um, and we started selling subscriptions to a, a pro product that we didn't have at the time, uh, but we had a lot of goodwill. Um, we had an audience and a lot of goodwill, and that's like that's the core of thirty by five hundred. Like what Amy Hoy and and Alex Hillman will tell you is that like like if you build an audience, if you build a community, if you give people. You know, you give people um, value, and you you mm-hmm. you deliver this 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 just stream of free value. When you turn around and say like, "Hey, and I'm also selling this," like you'd be surprised about how many people will be like, "Oh yeah, I love the value they provide. I can afford that. I'm going to go ahead and give you money too." One out of appreciation, and then also in exchange for for additional added value to that.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Like the point you make about Derek Sivers, like it's like he'd already watched all the videos, but then supported the effort by actually making a yeah. purchase.
1: Yeah, and you know, Derek's a millionaire. So that like it isn't anything, but like at the same time, it, like a lot of people that weren't millionaires that, that they're they're sure. supporting it because there there is nothing, they're getting nothing immediately, but it's like oh I trust you guys, like you've made an interesting you know like you have provided me value in the past, I trust that you will continue to provide me value. I'm happy to give you a hundred dollars to subscribe to your service, and at the time it was it was ninety nine bucks, and it was like we promise that there'll be stuff. Um, there is no <laughs> stuff right now. Uh, Joel built the site in two weeks. We didn't tell anybody that. We still suffer. From that initial two weeks, um,
0: <laughs> but you you gain a lot from that initial two weeks as well. Probably more than you suffer. No,
1: like the value of it is is huge. But like like you can still see it, like the the code, you know, like the the way code uh, exponentially evolves around early ideas. <laughs> yeah. um, yep, yep. So a lot of that still lives. But uh, so but you know, like it is what it is. But you know, we we did that, and and then I'm like, well. I love John and and the last thing I want to do to John Linquist is is like burn him out like hey John you have to make a video every single week no breaks every single week we've promised one video every week and you can you can sustain that like anybody can sustain that for a period of time but sure. at the end of the day um you know like one of our bigger inspirations was Ryan Bates uh, who did RailsCast, and and Egghead is is largely modeled after what what Ryan did with with Railscasts. But Ryan at that time was gone, yep. like he left the internet um, and just stopped making it and was like, I can't do it. And I've I've talked to Ryan since then. Um, we've 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 chatted a little bit, and it was just you know like he didn't want to be the face of that organization. It was just a lot of pressure and a lot of things. He wanted to just go back to writing software. Um and and like that's totally understandable. And you you burn out. So like my first. Like big initiative and in egghead was like, wow, we're gonna bring other instructors in here, and that way, when John's not feeling it, we still are able to provide value. Yep. So I was able to like tap my my general network and, and start getting you know some some friends to come contribute, and I was like, well, I promise there'll be money in it for you. And there's a lot of that at the beginning, right? I promise. <laughs> that there'll be something down the road, and that you know, like that has a lot to do with like goodwill and building up. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's almost like like credit at that point, right? Like you build up like this value credit that you can you can tap, and you have to tap that carefully. And when you do, you know, it's it's hard. It takes longer to build it than it does to to wreck it. Yeah. Uh, like so, if you don't deliver, then you know you can you can easily ruin that. And and people trusted me again. Um, stole Spotify's algorithm. They wrote an article that showed how they calculate royalties, and finally got that implemented <laughs> uh, a few months in. We still use that in its basic form, uh, and that that kind of like led to you know now we're, I don't know if we're quite to two hundred instructors, but something like that, like five thousand plus videos, two hundred instructors, uh, six years, you know, like like there's just a lot a lot going on that's kind of grown from that.
0: Yeah, well, i I really love, I love your role in all of this, and it's kind of fun to hear kind of that that even in the early days it was you kind of like you know coaching John to kind of. Um, make this thing into, into a product and, uh, kind of it, being excited about the vision of like what it could be as a product, how it could be more and provide more value to people. Um, because I feel like, like so much of what I've learned about you is that you really do sit in this amazing kind of like, you know, support slash coaching role for like so many people. Like, you know, I know that that's been the case for, you know, Kent C. Dodds for, um, Chris Biscardi, like people have kind of come to, you know, Egghead maybe to like share a few videos and have really learned a lot from your experience. Um, Now, I know that sometimes that can be kind of like maybe not like for certain type of personality, like not super satisfying to maybe play that kind of like coach or like supporting type of role. Um, How did you find yourself like doing that? And is it still like
1: satisfying you in the same way? So, Funnily enough, um, I don't know. It's it's been how I've been since I I, w- I was very young. Actually, I worked in restaurants, and and my favorite job in when I worked like back of the house, I was a, I was a, a cook. Um, wasn't necessarily to work the same station all night. Like I liked being the support that that sat behind everybody and made like our our you know, made the line just shine. Like I was, I'm, I'm cleaning, I'm prepping, uh, I'm backing people up where they need it. I'm paying attention to the entire kitchen and figuring out who needs support when they need it. And, and how do we, you know, like, like make this service like kick ass. And, and I still feel that way. That's what I like to do. Like you'll, you know, like I don't, my head's not all over the place with kid, right like i don't even really like to identify myself as as a founder a co-founder of Egghead. i i'm a virtual assistant i'm collaborating on kid. um our business is a little, there's a little anarchy. I'm an anarchist at heart too. Like, it's just like, it, uh, I describe it as a, a kind of a, a, anarchy octopus. Um, so each tentacle of an octopus has neurons and thinks independently. Um, I don't know if you know that fact, but it's true. That. Yeah. That's each amazing. tentacle, each <laughs> tentacle is basically a brain and they all kind of wave around and they're all like, like the central brain has ideas, but they all get to kind of do what they want to do. Um, and that's how we, we operate as a business as well. And I just, I feel like, like, I don't like telling people what to do. I don't like being told what to do and how do you turn that into like actually managing a, a business that that makes money and keeps the lights on has always been a trick um and with the instructors it's just like I have so many great folks that are that are like friends and mentors whether like I call them virtual mentors where I'm you know like 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 Derek Sivers who uh, I've never actually spoken with but i, I feel as like a, a mentor to me yeah. uh, because i pay attention and I, I i follow their advice um and then up to people you know like amy ho and alex hillman who are now like like friends and, and peers but also still continue to be mentors to me and how do i pass that on and kind of spread that around and, and give other people a leg up um versus you know just trying to see how much you know like how many gold coins i can stack that's not super <laughs> satisfying to me i like to you know like. The, I like to like expand that and see other people like, like take that and, and build something and build on top of those ideas.
0: This is fascinating because it, going back to your like initial grudge, it kind of feels like <laughs> there was this moment where it was like, hey, like you just need to do the stuff that I asked you to do, right? Like I need this image, like you need to make it. and Tell me what to do. <laughs> And it was like like that stifled your like natural curiosity, right? And like your curiosity is what drove you to be able to like automate that process or like kind of like drove you into technology to solve it in a way that didn't mean, you know, didn't make you the human doing this repetitive, like boring task. And it actually like kind of increased your your value and your potential. And it sounds like you're it, it sounds like you've tried to make Egghead kind of a similar organization where you want to like embrace the curiosity of, you know, every arm of this octopus to kind of like solve the problems at hand and do them in a way that maybe exceeds your expectations or uh, kind of like natural understanding of how that could be solved.
1: Yeah. I, so one thing to, to note is I have unrealistic expectations. Um, (laughs) I, I I constantly have unrealistic expectations. I love things to be right. Um, I love things to, to approach perfection, uh, if not achieve that. And I'm constantly and forever, forever frustrated, um, in, in all things in life, which is actually interesting to me just as a, as a, a, a driving force. Like I'm, I'm never content, um, I'm, I'm rarely satisfied. Uh, and, and that's, you know, like often hard, right? Like it's, it's like a, if you read a, the book stumbling on happiness, which is, is excellent. But one of the, the points in that is like, like happiness means you are basically like the definition of happiness is, is you're content with, with what you have <laughs> now. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard to describe that. Like, like when you can never be, be content with anything, like I always want everything to be better and I always want to improve. And, and as long as we're doing that, like as long as we're making forward progress, I'm, I'm, uh, fairly satisfied, um, that we're moving in the right direction. Uh, I, I hate like staleness. I hate like looking at something. I, I hate, you know, like pulling the same lever over and over again. It's all, to me, it's about like, how can we improve? How can we get just a little bit better? Um, what can we improve tomorrow? Cause there's a lot, you know, like, like, like most things, like it's, there's no perfection, um, in what we do for sure. Uh, but if we're always looking at it and getting better then then I feel like at least we're making progress.
0: Yeah. I love, I love this idea of, um, so so I remember I, I got to chat with uh, Chad Pytel of, of ThoughtBot um, a, a while ago and I asked him, this was like really early in my career and I was doing, they had just released um, Upcase or whatever it was at the time and they were doing these kind of mentorship chats. And so I was like, hey, like I'm super in my early in my career, like what do you look for in in developers or designers or whatever? And he says, I look for people who are, are um, was it? productively dissatisfied yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so like and and it was it looked tied in there was this notion of like he wants people who are, are able to identify the problems so like you said like not just be satisfied and like hey this is good enough this is great like everybody's happy let's stay this way forever but like to identify those things but then do that in a productive way not like a destructive way of just like oh man this is shit this is never gonna be what i want it to be like why even bother
1: you can lock up too, right? Like that's the other side of that coin. If you're dissatisfied and you, you never ship it, um, <laughs> then, and then that happens a lot. Like people, like I, I can't build a thing, like, you know, like the initial two weeks of Egghead, like if I had looked at that and needed perfection, like if, if I was, you know, like was not satisfied until it was perfect, um i just i was like yeah, yeah whatever like we're gonna ship this and and we're gonna do it and and it's a uh, uh, alex hillman introduced me to uh he has this this tattoo on his, his forearm it says jfdi um and and it's just fucking do it and and it's not like it's not in i don't know it's almost in the nike sense to you really but like it's like like this idea that that um You you can do it. You can do that next thing. That thing that you're putting off. That thing that scares you. That really frightens you the most. Just go ahead and do it, right? Like go ahead and and like push it and see what happens, right? Like like release egghead in two weeks, or um you know like like ship that feature or or make that course or or write that post or you know like like share that tweet or whatever it is, whatever like that. Some little thing that you can make forward progress towards your goal, um is is you know like this the spirit of JFDI, Uh, and that to me is, is wonderful because though I'm never satisfied, I've gotten really, really good at shipping. Like I can, I can, I can be like, you know what? Yeah. It's not perfect. You know what? I don't even like it, but here's the trick. I don't have to like everything right? Like I do not personally have to like everything. And if you do, like, if you have to, like, especially if you're running a business or trying to do this, like, if you have to like everything, you're going to be miserable. Um, so that's like, you know, maybe I'm never satisfied. Maybe I'm never like, like happy in the, in a, in a Zen sort of sense. Um, but at least I'm not, uh, mostly miserable, right? Like I, I'm, I'm able to like, like, Eh, I don't, I don't need to like it. It's, it's, that's going to work. Um, other people like that, like you like that. So it's, it's fine. Right. Like we don't have to sh- always agree. Um, you know, if you can get to that point, it's, it's really, a. um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a, a mental burden. Uh, uh, lifted anyway
0: Now, how does that how how does that manifest itself when you when you go to actually like tell people so you so you have your mailing list and you're gonna like tell people about this new you know feature or course or whatever i mean and you're not like totally feeling it like how do you overcome that how do you kind of ship it and like celebrate it too? like kind of like go that next step of like hey like how do you give it that personal or that that persona that maybe you're not feeling
1: so so like if i was to write like a an, an angular js and angular one email today to try to sell people on the course like how would i how would i sit down and, and come up with that right like because i'm not like it isn't something i'd actually want to do right um, not not personally that interested uh and to me and like like writing copy is is a lifelong pursuit for me like writing you know like like marketing copy is an interesting uh and and something you can do forever um and and you know n- never master uh th- this particular skill set and and you know i would sit down and, and one try to think about like, why do people like this why do people need this why is this important in other people's lives um what problems is this actually solving and where's where's the pain um amy taught me the, this idea of uh, for copywriting called pain dream fix where we talk about yeah. like how does this how is this affecting you like what what is the the problem and how does this hurt what, what is the dream? Like ultimately, what, what would you love to happen? Could this, you know, like, like if your wildest desires for this particular topic could be achieved, what would that be? And finally, here's how we're gonna fix it for you. Um, so like it's a pretty simple formula and it actually is very effective. So you can kind of, like you can almost template and structure, like an email, uh, for example, in, in that, that format. And like, okay, here's the pain from their perspective uh, with a little empathy. Like, I can understand that. Uh, even if I don't particularly like it and it isn't talking to me, I can I can feel it from your side. Uh, and here's the dream. Like, here's what people, this is why this exists. And then, you know, like, we can fix it for you. Um, so that's like, you know, and I, I do that in a lot of things, like just kind of instinctually at this point, it's a habit. Uh, but uh, up front, it was, it was something that had to be very intentional, right? Like yeah. I literally, pain. Dream fix now. I I write and and it just kind of flows that way, uh, in structure.
0: So you you kind of you've referred to yourself in this conversation as like the the, the VA or like virtual assistant of uh, of Egghead, and um, this actually came up in an episode of I don't know maybe a few weeks ago with Chris Biscardi, where he he wanted to he kind of had this idea of like these like tank tops uh, you know with the, the party cordy tank tops and how he wanted to uh, kind of like maybe sell these or like he had this idea right and he was talking with you about it and you were like dude I can like. I can make this happen in like an email. Like, do you want to make it, do you want to ha- make it happen right now? And I I love like this aspect about what you do. And I think it's maybe not seen a lot, but it seems like, like so often you're you taking all these resources, taking all the things that you've learned, taking all your connections and you're kind of like, like making them available to your instructors or the people that you work with. Um, and so it's like, it. it it kind of extends beyond like Egghead as a place where you can like learn new skills via video, but like you know your role to instructors is like I don't know like brand as a service almost. You're like
1: <laughs> well, the, my joke is West Boss as a service, and, and that that's more for that's like a certain level, right? Like that's what that's what we do for Kent and a, and a few others, Um but like to so. Uh, not to not to spill the secret i don't even really consider the people like using egghead to to be my clients i'm actually more and and have been um, focused on our instructors as as my clients um for a long time now that means that I have to pay attention to uh, the learners and the, the people using Egghead um, because that's an extension. Um, those are those are your clients, for instance, as an Egghead instructor, mm-hmm. people watching your course. Those are those are your clients and your customers, and I have to be attentive to them uh, in service of you uh, and and to me. And this is another one from Alex. Like Alex and Amy have influenced me so much, so you know, like I, I uh, give them uh, like an immense amount of credit um, for for the ideas that they've helped me with. Uh, but they like Alex. We're we're in uh, Prague. Uh, we had a company offsite, and I and invited a few of the consultants and mentors to help us out. And we, we're uh, sitting around drinking Vojta, uh, who is our, our designer, his uh, papa's brandy wine, uh, and getting a little little <laughs> awesome. tipsy in, in Prague. <laughs> and and he's like, hey, you know what, Egghead is a record label. It's like that's that's what you're doing. It's a it's a record label, and and uh, that's it's a it's a great analogy for, for what we do and not, you know, like you can, there's all sorts of record, record labels tend to be a little exploitive and, and we're not like that. Sure. It's like record labels, publishers, the good parts. Um, like I, I do a lot of A&R work whereas is artists and repre, uh, repertoire where they're out there, they're looking for, for, you know, new talented folks to, to lift up. And and like, that's part of my job. And I use the, I use Twitter for that, uh, personally. Um, and, and then like you get people in here and it's like, how do you, like, if, if you come into egghead, it benefits us for your career. To thrive, right? Like the more that that you shine, like that that beckons back to us, and and the more that, that I work in service of others, the more that more that I am, you know, like a competent virtual assistant um, to as many people as possible. The more that 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 kind of spreads, and and our community grows, and and that goodwill and and uh, reciprocity at the end of the day um, is always increased. Though, like the trick to that is to never expect the reciprocity, right? Like we send. Everybody, you know, that joins egghead gets this, you know, it's almost a thousand dollars to give everybody, um, audio gear. And we just send that and it's no strings attached. It's yours. You get to keep that. It's, it's yours forever. I don't expect anything from it. If I expect anything from it, it would, it would like lead to bitter resentment on occasion. <laughs> and and that's not yeah. what I want, right? Like I just <laughs> right. want, I want you to have the best thing. I want, you know, consistent audio and I'm going to do this thing to, to help you get there. And, and, um, like that consistently like applied actually like turns out to be a pretty good, uh, you know, formula for, for one, enjoying yourself, making friends, right? Like making friends and building relationships as a yep. business strategy is, is really to me like joyful. Um, I love it. I love being able to talk to people. I love, you know, like high fives and, and, and virtual hugs and and all the benefits that come from like doing good work, working with good people, uh, helping others and, and kind of the whole kind of service aspect of, of what egghead is as a, as a business you know, more broadly than, than just delivering JavaScript tutorials on the internet, which is helpful and useful to people. But to me, like that would, like, if that was all there was to it, it'd be boring. It would get boring to me very quick. Um, and that, you know, I feel like maybe that's where serial entrepreneurship comes from people that, that start something and ah, I got to start something else. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> yeah, do something. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what am I chasing? What am I trying to find here? And, and for me, you know, like I'm able to do that and I can switch roles and do different things and, uh, help people and, and work with cool people and, and do fun and interesting things like making, you know, Bespoke, cut and sew, uh, American-made party corgi tank tops for Chris Biscardi is one of the like that that just like it fills me with so much joy. I know you know it's like it's expensive and, and something new. I had to learn all about like 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 the the, the world of creating new fashions and but I learned something and that now it's something we can do. Like we've done it and yeah. and we know that we we can um, and they're great. And every time I see Chris wearing his party corgi tank top. Like I, I just beam, it's like, it's one of those, yeah. you know, it's like that, that commercial where it's a, a, like the Visa or MasterCard commercial where the, the, the tagline is priceless because it truly is, right? Like yeah, it's like, yeah. it, this did have a cost, but I don't even care now, like it's gone. Like we've they, they're paid for and done. Um, we, we sell, we have a swag store. It, it's a, a huge loss for us. Like it's our marketing <laughs> budget, basically. Like we make no money, we ship for free. Uh, it's not there to make any money. Uh, but like the, it, you know, when you see somebody, wearing a creation or or like enjoying a, a thing um it it's really is a, it's a really nice feeling
0: yeah you get to feel like part of it you know y- you're you're invested in in them and their success and like yeah. you know that like i mean the, wearing your stuff is like a pretty like personal thing right mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Well, and everything we make, like, I want, like, I, I would, I would never make, like, a crappy tank top that Chris wouldn't want to wear. I'm like, sure. what's your favorite tank top? You know, how do we make it quality? Uh, and the people that make them are like, hey, you know, we can shave some money doing this or we can make it, you know, it can be a little worse. I'm like, no, we got to make, like, everything we make, it needs to be really nice and top quality and stuff that people actually want because, like, the last thing I want to do is, like fill landfills with with crappy swag yeah, nobody yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 doesn't bring me joy. Uh, but seeing you know like the comfiest of t-shirts, the best sweaters, the nicest hats, like that yeah. sort of thing it, is really um, something that that has uh, just proven over and over again that's the 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 way to approach that particular thing. Like if you making making swag, I highly recommend going going. That quality.
0: egghead beanie is 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 comfy. I love <laughs> yeah, that. That's thing. a nice one.
1: I went through <laughs> like because they send me samples, so I, I went through I think a dozen. Um, before I, before I finally found one that I was like, okay, that one, that one's comfortable and fits a wide range of heads.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to come back. Um, I, I, I know we're kind of like closing in on an hour. So I wanted to come back to something you mentioned earlier. And I feel like this is kind of like an, at the intersection of like where egghead is and, and, and these, this branding and all that kind of stuff. Um, you had mentioned that entrepreneurship really isn't for everyone. And I think that this is super true. And I, I, I know for myself, is like, you know, I had this job and I, I was kind of at that place where it's like, I, I know all this shit. Like, can't I like bundle it up together and figure out a way to like sell it? And the problem that I had was like, you know, I, I tried doing that, but it was like, now I like owned a product. Right. And I, like, I was responsible for like, you know, marketing it and like selling it and, you know, Support. supporting it and like, it, you know, deciding when it was out of date enough to like keep you know, to, to redo it. And it's like just a huge pain in the ass. I mean, not to mention that I was like stupid enough to like build my own Rails site to like do all this stuff instead of using, you know, a platform. And it feels like something that you're empowering people to do is giving them, you know, like you said, the West bosses of service, right? Like giving them everything that they need to do. That is like kind of administrative. That's the, I I guess, business management side of like this thing. And so they can really just like focus on being the industry expert in this thing and not also like running a business.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, and, and, when i say entrepreneurship isn't for everybody i don't mean you know like that isn't necessarily meant to discourage it's just a, it's just a fact and if you would like to explore entrepreneurship i think open source is actually a pretty good place to kind of dive into a lot of the the layers of what it takes to run a business right because i think all of those like the like the tasks that you describe in terms of marketing and, and support and all that kind of kind of rolls into open source and that's where I got my start like honestly like starting out when I mentioned robot legs earlier it was very much a um, there was not a lot of money in it until you get into like knowledge products um, yep. so there's there you know like that's a pretty good line for it but with. Um, what we do and, and what Egghead is about is uh, I was I was sitting down and, and uh, talking to to Sean Larkin um, at at a uh, React rally a, a few years ago and, and Sean is is an, an awesome guy a lot of energy uh, really really helpful person uh, and you know I, I was trying to, you know he was doing Webpack and he's kind of, at the time he was like anytime Webpack was mentioned anywhere it was like a alarm <laughs> bell like the bat <laughs> signal had yeah, gone yeah. off and Sean was there he's in the thread he was there he's answering questions and being helpful and I wanted him to do Webpack stuff. <laughs> Um, and we're we're talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, man." I'm like, "What's what's the problem?" He's like, "You know, I really want to make that West Boss money. I don't want, you know, I don't want to take, you know, I don't want to split that. I don't want to make anybody else's money." And I was like, "All right, you know, I can I can respect that, right? Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out how do you get to yes from there." And then there's like people like like Kent uh, Kent C Dodds, who's been an amazing partner and friend for for years. We you know like right out of college, he started uh, making videos on Egghead, and we've worked together forever. But you know, he's got a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. He he <laughs> you know, he is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And w- where's that at? like he wants to make Wes Boss money too, right? Like, so what is the outlet? But at the same time, do you want to do all the work that it takes? Do people <laughs> realize what Wes actually does, like what his day-to-day is? It's a lot of work. And and he's done a lot of work and he probably gets to enjoy the fruits of that labor, but it is a lot of work. Yes. And and there's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot of, you know economics and marketing yep. and yep. and business and copywriting and customer support and and production and infrastructure and delivery um it, it's there's a lot that goes into it and i encourage anybody that wants to to, to go ahead and do that like if, if platform building is something that you know you you feel like you strongly need to do in your life and, and want to learn more about uh and have a good half a decade to do it uh tear it up um but as so i, I told my friend nathan barry who runs convert kid i said um uh, hey, we're going to build our own email infrastructure. We're going to be our own email service provider. Nathan's a friend. He deadpan looked me in the eyes, and all he said to me was, good luck. He was busy, we're at I was at his conference, um, you know, and that's all he said. And he turned and started talking to somebody else, and I was just like, Damn, Nathan, like that just eviscerated me and and I did and actually tried and I tried to build my own email infrastructure and we have a kind of a half assed one that we build. It's really hard. Um but you know, some people just don't want to do that. Like like Kent and I work really well together. We have worked for a long time. He trusts me, and I, I take I try to take care of as much of it as possible, so he can focus on on doing the thing and really serving his clients uh, to the best of his ability. And and it's, um, you know, it's a true partnership. Uh, we built a really nice uh, thing together. We keep increasing that. Epic React is coming out, and it's it's amazing. It's like a year and a half of work, and and um, you know, like a dozen live workshops, and and so much effort got into making this thing really truly yeah. special. And and it'd be hard for him to be able to focus on that quit his job and do all the other stuff. If, if I wasn't, uh, me and my team weren't behind him, uh, you know, like just, just working the line and making sure everything is is set and straight. So he, he can focus on what's really, truly important to him and, and to the people that are learning from him.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. Well, um, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I think there's so many more things that we could, we could talk about. You have so many cool projects going on. But I do want to close with a question that I, I like to ask um, everybody on the show, like, what are you like super excited about or bullish on over the next, you know, you know, three five years? Like, what's going to be important for people?
1: So a couple of things that I'm really excited about, uh, that are coming up, like in the, in the near term is Dan Abramov's just JavaScript, which we, as a team have been working on with him. And it's a departure for us. Uh, it's at just javascript.com. And it, it's really a, a very interesting and very kind of experimental, uh, take on, on what, what, what a traditional book might be in the, in the yeah. modern web and, and uh, go check that out for sure. Um, personally, uh, there's this, uh, Tiago Forte has built this built this course called Building a Second Brain, and um, beyond anything else that I've I've like been impacted on over the last decade, it feels like it it has the most potential upside for me long term. This idea that you take all of the knowledge, all of the study. Um, you're writing your notes and you're putting it into a system that you can, you can use to recall it and don't have to keep it in your brain. It plays off of David Allen's getting things done. Um, I'm using romeresearch.com currently to like put everything that I learn and all my notes into it. Uh, and what you end up with is this, this trove, right? Like you end up with, with, like, I, I look back at like the last 20 years of, of all the study I've done um, and I've kept it in brain ram and I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Um, most of us are, our brains are, are well equipped for, you know, like at least in a, a kind of blobby you know like weird way of keeping everything kind of in tuned where you make progress but when you take that and you put it in a second brain when you take it out of your brain ram and store it on a you know like a hard drive hmm. uh, take all your notes in a way that you can search them and interconnect them and build like a knowledge graph of everything that you studied and learned over the last decade like it, it's an amazing and the potential of it is just absolutely mind-boggling. I've been doing it a, a lot lately uh in terms of of like just areas of study and kind of organizing my own thoughts and um it's like the exponential growth of of the knowledge and getting value out of all that time I spend studying uh has has increased a bunch from it and and that's something I think everybody should explore uh whether they take the building a second brain course or just kind of look into that that space like it's personal knowledge management is the the kind of the google search and it's a it's a weird rabbit hole there's a lot of shysters uh, and 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 weird it's sure. almost like like searching seo right like trying to get good at that like there's a, a lot of it's a problem that a lot of people have um and unlike with many things like with entrepreneurship 30 by 500 any of these courses you know, learning to program whatever uh, discipline and habits uh, that's at the end of the day if you if you don't have good habits and the discipline to uh, carry out your, your habits. Um, you're kind of made by your habits. So that, that yeah. stuff is, is, is key to me.
0: Well, I love all this. And I've always felt like you've been, you, you have incredible taste and been a, an amazing, like, uh, I guess, collector of resources that that help people on their entrepreneurial yeah. uh It's a way endeavors. to describe it for sure. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Uh, so if, if people want to kind of like get your takes on like, like what's coming up, what are some important um, things? What's the best Uh, I guess, resources in the space on like given topics as you explore them and understand them. Uh, How can they follow you, uh, get your writing regularly, etc.?
1: Uh, joelhooks.com I've I've actually started publishing like I don't like I don't look at it as a blog anymore uh, I have a if you you search my name in digital garden uh, or just go to joelhooks.com you'll see the, the post there but I, I've taken a different stance on, on publishing there um, that's been interesting and I and, and it still waxes and wanes but last year I published more than I did the previous six years combined uh, thinking about it like that and then I'm on Twitter a lot <laughs>
0: <laughs> the curse of these addictive social media networks
1: <laughs> i really enjoy it it's actually part of my job it's where i'm you know i'm I'm, I'm over there like you know like i'm I'm trying to interact and, and be part of the community and yeah. also like find people that that are kind of doing the thing uh and can use a boost and and uh you know like that that's part of my job so but i, I i've worked that into being part of my job um i think <laughs> maybe at the end of the day but it it, it fits and, and and i i still like it so
0: Yeah. Well, hey, Joel, thanks so much for being on with us today and kind of telling us the history and kind of like what you're looking forward to and uh, what you're about these days. Uh, This is fun.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Michael.
0: This has been episode 98 of React Podcast with Chantastic and Joel Hooks. Find the people and projects mentioned in this episode at reactpodcast.com slash 98. Thanks to our sponsor, Infinite Red. They're ready to come alongside you and help fix and finish that app that you've been dreaming of and build it with great patterns and practices for the long haul. Visit reactpodcast.infinite.red to get expert help, two free tickets to Chain React in 2021, and a beautiful, functional app today. If you like this show, there's a fast, free way to demonstrate your support. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's the best way for you to let me know what you think we're doing right and what we can improve. Two to three minutes of your time helps us make the best show we possibly can. As always, links and show notes for all episodes are available at reactpodcast.com. This episode was edited by Mikhail Delport. It was produced by Mikhail Delport and Sarah Jackson at Spec, a network to help you level up in design and development. Check out spec.fm for other shows that are sure to fast-track your career. I'm your friend Chantastic. Thanks for listening. We'll be in your ears again next week.